Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to Out of the Blue on 3CR 855 AM. You could also be listening online, digital radio, podcasting. There are so many ways to listen to the show. So we are now in 2020 and I'm sure people have a lot of New Year's resolutions for this year. And our first couple of shows of the year, we are going to be talking about animal encounters around the world and how you can get out there and get up close and personal. I'm Philippe Cousteau from Earth Echo International, and you're listening to Out of the Blue, 855 AM, 3CR's Marine and Ocean News Program. Wondering how you pay your donation to the 3CR Radiothon? Well, you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au. Or call us with your credit card details on 039419-8377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. So welcome to Out of the Blue. My name is Heather and today I've been joined by Paige Coleman. Hello. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. And your very special guest, would you like to tell us who's here? Uh, yes, I have my seeing eye dog Keisha present as well. She's a chocolate Labrador and she's just about to turn 12 months, so big exciting times. <laughs> and she's being so beautiful over there, so nice and quiet. She's asleep. Yeah, beautifully well behaved. <laughs> Sleep at all the good times. <laughs> So you have joined us today because you had a pretty amazing animal encounter last year on a holiday. I did. I did. What did you do? I went to Ningaloo Reef in Western Australia and swam with whale sharks. Oh, so jealous. <laughs> All right. Tell us about it. Uh, it was fantastic. Got three different whale sharks on the day. Uh, visibility wasn't great because we had really terrible weather leading up too, um, but it was still worth it. You get pretty close anyway, you can still see them. Oh, that's incredible. So why did you choose Ningaloo as your place to go see whale sharks? And, and 
whale sharks, had they been on the radar for a while or it was just a spontaneous yeah. thing? No, absolutely. I always made a promise to myself that I would go and swim with whale sharks for my 25th birthday, um, which was in 2019. So I wanted to do that with my partner, Dean. So we booked that for June and we chose an igloo reef because it's, you know, your own backyard really rather than going overseas. And we knew that there was a lot of other animals there that we'd like to see, such as tiger sharks and dugongs and whales and nice. lots of other things. Yeah. Nice. So when you decided you wanted to go to Ningaloo, and obviously you decided this a long, long time ago, <laughs> how did you start planning for this? Like obviously the whale sharks aren't there all the time, are they? No. Uh, generally during winter is the peak season, but they're anywhere from March through to October, I think. Okay. But if you go earlier or later in the season, you know, it's less likely that you'll see them. Yep. And we were hoping to get good weather in WA for winter, so <laughs> when at that time. Just escaping Melbourne. Yep. <laughs> uh, we all try and do it from time to time. So what did you look for when when you decided, right, I'm going to go do the whale sharks, I'm going to do it in Ingaloo, I'm going to do it in 2019. How did you choose an operator? Are there lots of tour operators going out there with the whales? or There is. There's lots to choose from, which is a good thing. Um, but I went by word of mouth. Okay. So my friend Amy had gone the year before in August um, and I booked with the same tour company as her because she said that she had a really, really good time. She got five swims when she went. Oh, wow. Um, and they took care of her mum who wasn't like super keen on going in the deep blue. Um, yeah, and helped her confidence with that. Didn't end up swimming with that group. Oh, okay. Yep, because uh, the day that we arrived in Exmouth, uh, we called the tour operator at 5 p.m. because we hadn't heard from them and we Uh were going the day before, uh, sorry, the day after, uh, and we knew that there was severe wind warning. Oh. Um, And we called them and she said, yes, I was getting around to calling you and tomorrow has been (gasps) cancelled. Oh, no. Yeah. So. And you've gone this entire way. I mean, how had you gotten to Exmouth? Did you? We drove from Perth. Oh. So that had taken us, oh, I think it was just under a week to drive up from Perth. Um, I was devastated because that was the whole reason we drove oh, all the way there. No. Um, lots of tears were shed and then we were both quickly scrambling trying to find another operator to go with yeah um, the operator that we chose were booked out for the following week so it was either extend the oh. trip and get more leave um or go with another operator so we just went with uh kings um because they were really friendly on the phone and they were going two days later and had spots Perfect. So we had to extend our time in Exmouth um, and then change our entire itinerary driving back to Perth. (laughs) But this is what we do for animals, isn't it? It is. It was the whole point of the trip, so I wasn't going to miss it. No way. Wow. So you put in all this planning and then it just still didn't work. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what did you like about the operator you did eventually go with? (laughs) Yeah. Um, They picked us up from where we were staying, Mm -hmm. which was great. All the staff was super friendly. They provided really good food throughout the day. So you got like a morning tea, lunch and afternoon tea. Uh, they took heaps of great photos on the day. Um, I think the main thing though was the staff, that they were all really friendly and really outgoing and involved everybody. So That makes a big difference. It was great. It? You want to feel welcome yeah. on the boat absolutely. when you get on there. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. And what else did you see? Like I know I know whale sharks, obviously. Yeah. And how, how many whale sharks did you see and yep. how many times did you swim with them? And Yep, we saw four. Okay. Um, I personally swam with three of those four, which was great. Um, and the day that we were out, there was obviously all the tour boats out because they'd all missed out the prior couple oh, of days. Of course. Um, but there was an abundance of whale sharks and we didn't have to share with other tour boats, which was fantastic. Nice. Um, I hadn't even thought about having to share. I mean, yeah. I know you're sharing your experience, but sharing it with other yes. boats I hadn't thought of. One one boat at a time to whale oh, shark. So okay. you can't overwhelm the animal. Yep. Um, where they are, though, is out quite far, so we didn't see anything else while we were out there with the whale sharks. Okay. But on the way back in, we saw um, some dugongs really close to the shore, which oh, was fantastic, and that's wow. their breeding season. Yeah. So saw some with some babies as well, which was amazing. Oh. Mm. So did you get to go in the water? I mean, obviously you don't want to get too close to mums and babies because that's yep. stressful. So did you get to go in the water with the dugongs? Or? Unfortunately not, no. no. Okay. Protected species. Ah, mm. yeah. That's something we've got to consider when you're having an animal encounter. Definitely. It's it's one of those catch-22s that you wish it wasn't protected because you want to swim with it, but <laughs> it's protected because everyone loves it and you love it. And everyone and you're out there. With it. Yeah, and you're out there because you love it too. So, Yeah, that's a tricky one. So what was the, the highlight like of the of the whale shark experience? How, how close can you get to the whale shark? Yep. Are they... Fast swimmers. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the individual shark. Um, I had three very different sharks, which was amazing to get three different experiences. Um, they were all juvenile males, which was interesting. Um, so they weren't your big 20-meter whale sharks. They were all between, I think it was 7 and 10 meters. Um, and the first one we got was just swimming in circles, eating, which oh. was fantastic. Um, cool. So we didn't have to like try really hard to keep up with him because the water was still pretty rough with all the wind that we'd had. Uh, the second one was swimming really slow um, straight ahead and then the third guy was really, really fast. So you were really struggling to keep up. So it was nice to have the two slower guys at the start. So you jump in wearing snorkel gear or scuba. How, how does that side of it work? Uh, wetsuit and snorkel and mask and your fins as well. Okay. You can also have your own camera, but for anyone who has a underwater camera, you can't use a selfie stick with the ah. whale sharks um, because then you're getting closer. There's obviously a, a range limit. You can't go, oh, I think it's within two metres of the shark. Jeez, it's still close. It's really close, but then if you've got, you know, a metre-long pole... You're getting a lot closer, uh, yeah. um, and if you hang back another meter, then you're behind everybody else. So, yeah, yeah, that seems like a good rule. I like that selfie sticks are being banned in many locations. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's a good thing. I I enjoy my GoPro selfie stick, but um, yeah, it's not it's not for me to take selfies. Pretty much, it's no. just more so for getting closer to animals than putting my body there. But no, I totally get it, and it's. It's put in place for a reason. Yeah. So just put strapped it to my wrist and it was fine. Absolutely. So what would you recommend for people who want to go and swim with the whale sharks? Don't drive. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Don't drive. It's all a very the way honest from Perth. account there. Yep. Uh, f just save your money and fly in straight into Exmouth because really you're paying for it by hiring the car 
and you spend at least $100 a day on petrol as well. (gasps) So, yeah, unless you're desperate to see the coast, um, which if you don't have a four-wheel drive isn't fully worth it because you can't go and snorkel in a lot of spots along the way because it's all four-wheel drive only, which we didn't know. So Uh, we had a little minivan. Well, that's good advice for anyone who wants to go do it. That's really Mm. good to know. So if I did it again, which I would love to do again, I'd fly straight into Exmouth, have a week Mm -hmm. and just um, have your whale shark swim booked as soon as you can. So then if it needs to be postponed, you've got extra days before you have to go home. Yep. To then fit it in, which we didn't have because we had to drive all, all the, the way, way back. back. <laughs> and we had other things planned as well. Um, my other piece of advice is drive an hour and a half down to Coral Bay and do their manta ray swim. Which oh, was, what that, was that like? That was amazing. And that was a blessing in disguise that the whale shark boat got cancelled because on the Friday that we were meant to be on the boat, we were just walking around shops and we started to talk to this local lady and she said, um, don't bother with some of the places we wanted to go and to just go down to Coral Bay and do this manta ray swim. And she rang up for us that day and booked it for us with friends of hers. Um, And it was amazing. Like we saw tiger sharks, leopard sharks, um, turtles, more dugongs and calves. And the reef was the best I've ever seen. And I've done a lot of reefs, so that was, yeah. Wow. So did you do that experience on snorkel or scuba? Snorkel. Snorkel. And it was amazing. Yeah. Because uh, Coral Bay, the Ningaloo Reef there, there's no runoff. Like none of it has been polluted. It's just in such good condition. Wow. Yeah. So how would you compare it to the whale, not the whale sharks, the um, manta rays in Hawaii? That you did a few years yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, I did like scuba in Hawaii because they'll come closer to you, yep. the mantas. We were on the surface, obviously snorkeling at Coral Bay, and the only manta that we found didn't want to play, so he went right down to the Aww. bottom. You could still see him, um, but, yeah, you weren't getting, like, super close like we were when we went to Hawaii together. Okay. So. I'd still do both again. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have two days down there and you'd do one on snorkel and one on scuba. Yep. Oh, that's such good advice. Mm. So what – I say, so we know we're not driving to nope. Exmouth anymore. Nope. We're now going to be flying there. Mm-hmm. And we're booking with enough time to rebook – our whale shark experience, if need be. Yep. What were some of the places that you had planned to visit along the way and that couldn't because you couldn't access them? It was another animal encounter. Oh, no, yep. you missed one. Yep. It was Monkey Mire with the dolphins. Oh, yes. Um, which we thought, oh, you've got to go there. Uh, but the local lady that we spoke to said, don't bother. Okay. Um, so... For anyone who doesn't know, I'd heard that you get to get in the water with them and feed them. That was a long time ago that the person who told me that did it. Right. Um, and now it's – and so it should be. It's quite regimented. Um, they pick three people out of the crowd, of course, generally children, oh, which is unfair to us animal-loving adults. <laughs> Not fair at um, all. And, yeah, she said, don't don't bother. You, you 
spend your money on this manta ray swim instead. And the dolphins are down a peninsula, so you had to drive off the highway an hour and a half and then an hour and a half back just to get back on the highway. So that's adding extra time to the um, to the drive that we didn't yep. have anymore because we'd stayed an extra two days in Exmouth just to fit in the whale sharks. Yep. So, yeah, we had to cut out that and just drive okay. pretty much straight back in one day. Yep. And it had taken you how many days to drive up? I think it was four or five. And then you just did the drive and back in one? we did – well, we went to Coral Bay the night – of our whale shark swim, so just yep. an hour and a half. Got there before sunset. You also can't drive in the dark around Exmouth because there's wild cattle. Oh. And you'll run into them with your car. I so, was yep. not aware of yep. that. So you can't drive at night time. So we drove until sunset, got to Coral Bay, stayed there, did our manta ray swim, and then after that, uh, sorry, the next morning we drove straight back to Perth and it was uh, a 10 to 12-hour drive. Oh. That's Don't painful. recommend it. <laughs> Again, we're going to be flying. <laughs> flying is the way to go. Oh, had, had you looked at flying in the first place or you'd always known you were going to drive it? I wanted to drive because I wanted to snorkel the coast and yeah. I'd heard of Monkey Mire and everything. Yep. Um, but a few things I didn't know, like the four-wheel driving um, and that Monkey Mire had changed and that it wasn't particularly worth the mm. trip. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing. I mean, it sounds like it's an example of an animal encounter from a long time ago where you could just, you know, touch the animals as much as you wanted. Yeah. And then suddenly we've gone, oh, wait, that's, that's not the right way to do things Mm -hmm. here. And they've stopped it. But of course you've got people who experienced it the old Mm -hmm. way who Mm -hmm. will continue to talk about how amazing it was because I'm sure it was absolutely incredible. Yep. But it's not the same now. Yep. And they're spreading the word and telling people to go and you're not experiencing that when you arrive, which I totally get why, but pretty disappointing for an animal lover. Had you done much research into Monkey Mire before you left or you were just really focused on the whale sharks? I did a little bit. And to be honest, there wasn't much, like you couldn't find much online. I was just finding a lot of people who had written blog posts about it oh, okay. and their reviews. Yep. But, of course, um, they were all a couple of years old. I don't know when the change came in, but they all seemed to say that they were feeding them and swimming with them. And I was like, oh, it hasn't changed. That's amazing. And yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. And then, yeah, it had changed like yep. I thought it would have. Yep. Mm. So, obviously, you love a holiday with an animal encounter. Mm-hmm. I can tell that. Mm. Where is next on your bucket list? Definitely keen for a great white shark oh, dive. Oh, I want to yep. do that this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to fit it in, yeah. but I'd like to do it this year. 2020 <laughs> is my year for great white sharks, I yep. think. Well, I'm keen to come along. have no idea where. Are we thinking South Australia? Yes. Yep. Yep. I was thinking that over South Africa, so a little closer to home. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Just go to South Africa. And then we can fit in a safari as well. Oh, of like course. Just All the animal encounters and so much perfect. more. perfect. Yep. No, the Great Whites I've definitely been looking into, and I think yeah, if I can get my act together at some point this year, because um, there's two operators out of South Australia who do the Great Whites, I think I'm probably going to go with the foxes because their mm-hmm. boat stays out mm-hmm. at sea for a few days um, and they take the cage down, not to the bottom, but deeper so mm-hmm. that you can see more natural shark behaviour. 
Yep. As opposed to when you're drawing them up to the surface. Sounds amazing. Yes. And then I I don't know what other encounters I I need at this stage. I'm desperate to go back to Fiji. Mm-hmm. So oh, six or seven years ago I went to Fiji and did a scuba dive with bull sharks and tiger sharks. Oh. Um, and it was just – it was the – one of the best things I've ever done, but that was prior to me owning a GoPro. Ah, so very so it doesn't keen. count. Yep, <laughs> very keen to go back and get in the water with my GoPro and all the sharks come right up to your GoPro because of the um, electrical waves. Ah, so they come right up to the lens. So I when, saw other people with GoPros yeah. and, yeah, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I need one of these tiny little cameras. <laughs> <laughs> and I have travelled with you. You use it a lot. I do. You I love it. very good with your GoPro. Thank you. So when you went to Fiji then, how did you decide that bull sharks and tiger sharks was your thing? <laughs> Just and- anything really. Anything that lives and breathes and moves, which sounds really creepy and I don't mean it like that. Um, but I just... I went over there, actually, I sound like such an um, animal freak right now. I, Nothing um, wrong with that. We all are in our own special way. <laughs> I was over there volunteering with spinner dolphins and then turned it into a holiday at the end. As everyone should. Yes. And found online that particular shark dive mm-hmm. um, and could not recommend it more to everybody. You're not in a cage. Um, they do feed the sharks a few days a week though so mm-hmm. they are luring them in um but they um they absolutely love the sharks i follow their instagram account they name all of them oh, um they so id all of them and they see the same sharks coming back and they see the females coming in pregnant and they see them come back when they're really skinny because they've obviously gone off and had their pups oh so wow. yeah it's just um oh one of the best things i've ever done so you did that on scuba yes yes how you long have you... to be qualified to do that one, so don't go over there thinking you can do like an intro to scuba. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to have your open water okay. to do that one. All right, yeah. that's good to know. Is that the same with all the operators over there or just this particular one that you chose? I don't actually know how many other operators there are. Okay. Um, but I'd assume that you'd have to be qualified because if you're going to freak out, Underwater, yeah. And you see the thirty. You want to be qualified. You want to be qualified to freak you out. You want to be qualified. <laughs> yep. So, how many sharks did you have swimming around you? About thirty bulls, oh. and one tiger. Okay. And she was just, oh, she was beautiful. Yeah. She was beautiful, and they were saying she wasn't fully grown, and I was like, really? She is huge Huge. and they said they hadn't seen her in a bit and I was like I just got the most perfect day getting the tiger shark in and the bulls were so curious and they were coming right up to your face um yeah and all the fish that you'd see under there as well because they'd all be encouraged in by the food and all the scraps that the sharks would miss they'd be getting so it was just yeah You'll have to come with me. We'll have to go. I'm so keen. We're going to go to Fiji by the sounds. Somehow I'm going to fit that in this year as well as as South Australia. (laughs) So you were doing volunteer work with spinner dolphins. How Mm -hmm. did you come across the volunteer work? I was Googling. I was really, really lucky because my university deacon in Warrnambool, they had a subject where you could volunteer overseas 
and pretty much keep a journal for the whole time you were there and then do a presentation when you got back and you got a credit for it. What? Yeah. Oh, I definitely would have done yeah. that. Again. It was a summer subject, so yeah. you had one less during the term. Um, and I found – well, I was Googling where I could go and I found um, GVI and Fiji just sounded – Right up my alley. It was so with marine GVI animals. Global Volunteers I think International. It's Global Vision International. Oh, okay. I apologize if I get that wrong. That's but it's all right. been a long time. <laughs> um, there were so many that you could do. You know, you could go over to Africa and do stuff with all those animals, but I really wanted marine because that was yeah. what I was studying. Um, and yeah, the spinner dolphins were just so amazing to watch. We were um, taking photos of all of them individually, like their dorsal fins and. Uh, listening to them under the water. We were recording their behavior. So spinner dolphins do jump out of the water and they spin 360s in the air That's and then come name. back down. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just so amazing. Aww. Yeah. So you'd recommend a volunteering experience like that to others? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, did you get to do it because you were a university student or were they taking volunteers nope. from all walks nope. of life? Anyone. And when I say volunteer you're paying them to volunteer. Yes. I don't know if there's any volunteering where you don't pay these days. Yeah, but honestly, I would not trade it. I would go back and I'd stay longer than I did. Um, I was quite young at the time and I only wanted to do the minimum, which was two weeks. Yep. But if I went back, like, I'd definitely do longer and you just live in this Fijian village and, you know, there's no internet or anything. Oh, that sounds so beautiful. Um, <laughs> You know, you're just sleeping under a mosquito net and... You know, they play with their little ukuleles at night time and you're eating fresh food every day. Aww. You wake up and see the beach every morning and the weather is just my kind of weather. I say perfect, but not everyone loves humidity and heat. <laughs> no, I'm not a humid person myself. Oh, I'll take it any day of the week. No, dry yeah. heat is where it's at. No way. So yeah. 2020 sounds like it's going to be a massive year for you then if you're going to Fiji and you've decided <laughs> you're doing the Great White Sharks. <laughs> Anything else? Any other animal encounters you want to fit in this year? Seriously. <laughs> Man, let's just throw in Antarctica as well and go yeah. see all those penguins. Oh, that is on my <laughs> list as well. <laughs> the weather is not on my list, but, yeah, you've got to do it, surely. That's like the big, yeah. that's like the holy grail bucket list animal encounter. Yep. And mm. given that we've both been penguin keepers before, mm -hmm. it just it would be amazing to see them in the wild. But yes. if I'm if I'm already forking out a few thousand dollars for this great white shark experience and then flights to Fiji and diving there, my bank account is never gonna be able to afford Antarctica. Oh, come on. Come on. Excuses, excuses. If we have anyone out there who would like to sponsor the show and uh, <laughs> pay for us to go and experience Antarctica, we would gratefully do that and we would record some shows down there for you. We'll, um, we'll start a GoFundMe page. Yes. So everyone can Everybody's pay for doing us. that these days. <laughs> and that's how we get to Antarctica. <laughs> I'll GoPro it for everyone so then we've got some footage to show. Well, GoPro can sponsor you. <laughs> I you wish. Go. I wish. They'll give you a new camera and a new selfie stick, which you won't be using to get too close to the animals. No. Uh, oh, that yeah. would be the life. Wouldn't it? It would be. It would be incredible. Mm. Well, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for joining us, Paige. You're welcome. Thanks you for have me. definitely inspired me to start putting some more places on my list. <laughs> I don't know why they've all suddenly ended up on the 2020 list. <laughs> 
you know, we might have to Life's move short. up to 21 and 22. <laughs> Life is short. That's so true. You just got to do what you can when you can. Absolutely. Um, so thank you so much for joining us all today. If you are listening to us on our podcast, make sure you listen to some of our shows from last year and the year before. We've been podcasting for about four years now, so you should be able to find all of our back catalogue there. You can also listen to online, on digital radio. There are so many ways to listen to 3CR. So make sure you listen to us and support community radio. Coming up next is Sally with Out of the Pan. So enjoy the rest of your Sunday. See ya. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.